Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 79, all about time code. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Welcome back to the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I want to thank you for listening in. Filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. On this podcast, we talk about all things video from storyboarding and pre-production to contracts, how to price your work, camera gear, and more. We talk about it all on this podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Filming with Josh, so be sure to hop on Facebook, type in Filming with Josh, and ask to join the group today. The Filming with Josh Facebook group is a continuation of this podcast and is also a place to come and post questions, share your work, ask for feedback, and things of that nature, so be sure to go to Filming with Josh on Facebook and ask to join the group today. I am back in the office this week after spending five days at Greystone Castle in West Texas. This was my third trip out to Greystone Castle. We've been doing a lot of rebranding for their business. They're getting ready to launch a new website um, later this year. And for the past year, we've been working on generating content for that new website. Um, We've done a a whitetail hunting video, a uh, exotic hunting video, a video about uh, their trophy fishing, a video about their uh, sporting clays, a video about their bird hunting, upland and like waterfowl hunting. Um, we did a brand overview video that incorporates a little bit of all of those things I just mentioned, plus lodging and accommodations at the castle, a um, little bit about where it's located, the property, etc. cetera. Uh, and then now we're working on our turkey hunting video. Um, and then we're also doing photography for everything I just mentioned. So I think going into this trip, I had shot a little over 15,000 photographs in my first two trips and had delivered all six videos I just mentioned. Um, and so now, this past week, we were shooting all of the photography for the uh, the turkey hunting page of their website, um, and then also we're getting uh, the footage to be able to build the turkey hunting video for um, the turkey hunting page. All of the videos that I just mentioned are about two minutes in length. Um, they're not VO'd or anything like that. The idea is they're graphically driven and just kind of give some information on what the turkey hunting experience is like, what the whitetail hunting experience is like, what the trophy fishing, sporting clays, exotics, bird hunting, etc., is like. Uh, so people can watch it and get a sense of what to expect if they book a trip for one of those things at Greystone Castle. And then the brand overview video is about three minutes long, and it is voiced over, um, and it talks a little bit more about, like I said, lodging and accommodations and things like that, and then dives into a little bit of all the hunting and fishing and sporting clays stuff. But... That's the idea. So videos and then all the photographs, all for this new website launch. And then, um, of course, they can use that all for social media marketing as well. So it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And I shot most of this this past week pretty much on my two A1s. I had my FX6 and FX3 in the truck. I used the FX6 for um, a couple of things. Never pulled out the FX3. Um, and like 95% of everything I did was on the two A1s. Uh, they just make a lot of sense, right? For this type of work where you're shooting video and photographs, um, plus the A1s are great for filming wildlife content because you have um, not only the 8K, but you have full frame 4K and super 35 4K so you can get extra crop or extra reach out of your full frame glass um, to get closer shots of wildlife, which is very, very useful. Um, so that was kind of how I approached it, but it was a lot of fun and um, glad to be back though. It's when you have kids, it's harder to be gone. I used to be gone for like two, three weeks at a time for shoots, um, especially stuff like this where I'm doing marketing for hunting outfits because we do a decent amount of that in our business. Um, but it's harder to do with kids now because you want to come home and hang out with them, um, especially since you know Wilder, my son, is now 17 months old. We have a little girl on the way that'll be here in July. So uh, I just know it's, you know, as they get older, it's going to be harder and harder. Five days feels a lot longer than five days now, which is really funny. Didn't used to be that way, but it's just interesting how things change uh, in your career. Uh, You start out all gun ho and you're going out and you're doing all these things. You're going on all these trips and filming all over the place and you're living the life, but then you start having a family, you start having kids and you're like, well, you know, that's a lot of fun, but 
So is being at home with them. It's just interesting how things change in your career, um, not just like with your business, but just with things like that and how you approach things. Um, but I just thought that was kind of funny. But it's been a lot of fun working on this Greystone Castle project. We've got some other shoots coming up. We've got to get photographs of every single exotic species, which is going to be quite the challenge. That'll probably take me at least a week to do because I have to track down every single species of exotics that they have on this 6,000 acre piece of property and not even just get photographs of each species, but it has to be a quality image of a quality animal, right? So it's going to take me a while <laughs> to knock that out. Um, so hopefully we'll get on that here in the next month or so before it gets too hot. Um, it's already kind of creeping into the 90s here in Texas, which is terrible. I hate that. You know the hundreds are going to be here soon, so we got to get on that pretty quick. Uh, once it gets hot, the animals will kind of hold up in shade and make it a lot harder to find them and harder to get good images. Um, but that's what I've been working on. Um, now, now that I'm back, I've got a bunch of projects upcoming. Um, but I wanted to take some time out this week to talk about time code. I mentioned on the Filming with Josh Facebook group last week that I was going to be doing this episode uh, because I've had a lot of people ask me about my tentacle syncs, ask me about my time code workflow, why I use time code, if you can sync things with audio and post, etc. So I thought I would talk about some of those things today um, and give a big overview on what time code is um, and how you can incorporate time code generators in your workflow. At a basic level, all time code is, is a system that measures time. That's literally all it is. When you are in Resolve or Premiere or Final Cut and you are playing your timeline and you look right underneath the frame on your screen and you see the little clock that's counting as your playhead is, is moving across your timeline, that's time code. Um, when you're recording on a camera like an FX6 or FX9 and and in the frame, the, the bottom like left-hand corner, for example, and you're watching the time tick by, that's time code. I'm recording an audition right now uh, on this podcast, and I'm seeing the uh, minutes and seconds and milliseconds that are counting by. That's time code. That's all time code is. It's just a unit of measurement. And in video, we use time code by frames. The purpose of time code is to essentially have a marker or a reference of time. And time code can be based on different units of measurement, like frames, for example. Um, and you can have time code set by time of day, or you could have it set by a designated point. Maybe you want to dictate a starting point for time code, like, hey, I want you to start at, um, you know, one hour in. And time code can literally start there. And you can use that as a marker to begin your, your, your time your time measurement. So time code can be dictated by time of day. It can be dictated by a manual time code starting point, um, and it can be based on different units of measurements. Like for example, in video, you're going to use frames for time code, but in audio, it's not based on frames. So it's going to have a different time code measurement. So all time code is, is just a way of measuring time. When you hear of people using time code in video production, typically what it's referring to is people are using time code generators on their cameras and their audio recorders so that they can have an easy way to sync things up in post. And there's some misconceptions beyond that, and we're going to get into that today because I really want you to understand what time code can and cannot do. But when you hear people talk about time code in video production, that's typically what it's referring to is they're using some sort of a generator, time code generator, to create a time code that is the same on every device that's on set, whether it's a camera or audio recorder, so that it's easy to sync things up in post. That's like the most common thing for time code. And it also can be used where people can, like you can have a, uh, you guys have probably seen a clapboard on, on set before, um, even if it's just behind the scenes of a movie you watched, and you you know you know what a clapboard is you, you know the the big piece comes down and claps on camera in front of the camera to give like a reference point for all cameras but sometimes the clapboards will even have time code on the clapboard um, and you can use that like producers can use that for reference to give to editors so they have uh, a reference of the you know the clip at this time code marker so that they can go look for that that clip at that time code so it's not even just used for syncing it can also be used just as a reference point. But you see it used a lot in video for syncing and how you approach that and how you can make 
cameras have time code so you can sync them is really what I want to get into to, into today. Now, first off, there are different ways to get time code into a camera. Now, remember, every camera is going to have some sort of time code in general because it's going to be having some sort of unit of measurement of the frames that are ticking by. But cameras can have different ways of getting time code into their camera to be whatever measurement you want it to be. Take the Sony FX6 or Sony FX9, for example. They have B and C time code ports on the sides of the camera, right below like where the HDMI and SDI ports are. Those BNC ports allow you to plug in, for example, a time code generator like a tentacle sync, and you can tell the tentacle sync what you want the time code to be, like say you want it to be measured off a of time a day, and so it will create a time code based on time of day, and it will start counting immediately. And then on the FX6, you can tell it to accept that time code from the generator into the camera, and now the camera will have a time code that is ticking by that matches what the tentacle sync has. So that way the tentacle sync, which is just a little box that generates a time code, and you could use an app to set the time code on it, that little box just generates the time code and feeds it into the FX6 via the BNC port so that the FX6 now has a time code that matches the tentacle sync. And then you can take another tentacle sync and put it on another FX6, for example, and do the same thing. And now both FX6s will have matching time codes so that in post to sync the cameras up, it's like a one click option and boom, both cameras have an identical time code. You can also do the opposite. You could have an FX6 at your ACAM, for example, and you could set it to generate the timecode in camera and output the timecode to the tentacle sync. And then you can set your second FX6 and have it receive that timecode so that the FX6 is actually the one generating the timecode. The FX6 ACAM and the FX6 BCAM is accepting the ACAM's timecode. Um, and so you can actually do it that way. In fact, you don't even have to have a tentacle sync. You could theoretically just hook up a BNC cable from one camera to the other and have your A camera have an output and your B camera set to timecode N and then generate uh, the timecode on your A cam and then jam it onto the B cam. And jamming it just means you hook them up with a cable. You say on the A cam, I want the A cam to be the timecode generator. And then you set the timecode to start and then you set it to output, and then on your B cam, you just set it to input, and then the, the then you'll see the two matching. All of a sudden, the little counters match, and then you can unplug the cable. And now the cable's unplugged, and the time code is the same on both cameras. That's called jamming. So you've just jammed your B cam by feeding it a time code and then taking the cable back out. And you can do that because once you set them as the same on both to where they're both matching, then you no longer need the cable because the time is is started at the same point and it's just gonna continue to tick by whether the camera's on or off. And so that way you can jam the two cameras together, unplug the cables, and now they're both ticking away the same time. Now, it is important to note that when you jam something like one camera to another, eventually they, they might drift. The time might drift by a frame or two over a period of time, and then the longer a period of time that goes by, the more they drift apart. And so I personally don't like jamming cameras very often. Uh, I would rather keep a tentacle sync connected at all times because that gives me the ability to always have the tentacle sync making sure that the two cameras are on the same page. Because the tentacle sync, what it does is it's always generating one timecode, and if you tell it to input that timecode to both cameras, then it is the master, and it is forcing the, the, the slave, the B cam and, and the A cam, to always be the same as the tentacle sync, so there's no timecode drift. Um, that's going to happen for like six or eight hours, and then you can just resync the two tentacle syncs on your app on your phone every, you know, every like five or six hours, like you could do it in the morning when you start filming and then you could do it at your lunch break and it'll always make sure that the two cameras are on the same page. Um, you can also do that by connecting the cables up and jamming the, you know, the cable every, you know, couple hours, but that's a lot more work. Just know if you're jamming one camera to another, they may say the same time code on them when at the start, but eventually they may drift. And the only way to prevent that from happening is to keep jamming it over and over again throughout the day or connect a time code generator like a tentacle sync to both cameras so that you can have those generate that the generators 
keep the two cameras from drifting throughout the day. So that's different ways to approach getting timecode into a camera that has a BNC port, which is a dedicated timecode port. Now, when you look at a camera like an A7S 30 or um, a, a, a camera like the A7 IV, for example, I'm just spouting out Sony names because I shoot with Sony, but you know this is applicable to other camera manufacturers out there. But a lot of cameras like the A7S 3 for example, don't accept timecode. So they can't do what I just said. So the only way to get timecode into those cameras, because there's no BNC timecode port, the only way to get timecode into the A7S 3 or the A7 IV or A whatever is to be able to plug in a, a, a timecode generator like a tentacle sync into the audio jack. And then what the tentacle sync will do is it'll create a little noise into the audio portion of your files. And, and that little noise is actually a timecode reference. And then you can use a software called Tentacle Sync Studio that takes that little noise and turns it into an actual timecode so that in post you can sync everything up correctly. So the downside of like cameras like the A7S3, the A1, A7 IV, um, the Canon EOS R5 is that they don't come with timecode ports and they can't have a way to accept timecode. So you have to go the audio method by by generating timecode into the audio port. And really that's the only way you can get timecode into cameras like that. So you have to use the software to turn that, that little audio reference point into an actual string of numbers. And that's what the Tentacle Sync Studio does for you. See, the way a Tentacle Sync works, and the reason why you see so many people use Tentacle Syncs, Tentacle Syncs are used everywhere around the world on all different levels of production, even the highest levels of production, because they're really easy, they're affordable, and they work. They flat out work. There are other companies like Deity that come out have come out with time code generators, but without a doubt, Tentacle Sync is the industry standard today for time code generating boxes because they're easy, they're cheap, you can buy a ton of them, you can put them all over the place, you can label them with these colored bands so you know which camera's got which color. And, and the app, the app on your phone works so well because you can give all your cameras and audio recorders a their own tentacle sync and then you can take your cell phone, pull up the app and hit sync and boom, Every camera and audio recorder that has a tentacle sync on it now has the same time code being generated into the camera, whether it's through a camera's BNC port, like I just described in the FX6 or FX9, or whether it's through a mirrorless camera through the audio port generating time code onto an audio track. Either way, it'll generate time code to every camera and audio recorder you have just by hitting sync on your cell phone. That's super easy. Just plug them in, hit sync, done. And now they're all synced and then do it again at lunch just to make sure that everything has stayed sync and nothing has drifted and you're good to go. Do it twice a day, that's all you gotta do. And then now all your cameras have the same time code reference, period, done. It's amazing. And the idea is when you get home from a shoot, you can take all your footage and all of your audio from the day. You can literally drag all of it and just drop it into the Tentacle Sync software. There's a there's like a bin, kind of like you'd have in Premiere or Resolve. You just drop everything from the day, even if it's just one folder that's got all your stuff in it. Just drop it into the bin on Tentacle Sync and hit map and boom, it creates a timeline for you that is completely synced, completely synced. It's that fast. A whole entire day's worth of filming and worth of audio recording is now synced by just dumping a whole folder into Tentacle Sync Studio and hitting sync, map sync, done. That's it, it's done, one click of a button. Now, from there, you can export that timeline into an XML file and then drag and drop it into Premiere or Resolve or Final Cut. And now it, you'll have a timeline in Premiere, for example, that has all your footage and audio from the day or from multiple days, and everything is synced on that timeline, completely synced. It's amazing, and it makes syncing so much faster. For example, when I work with my plastic surgeon uh, client, we a lot of times will do these three, four, five, six hour even interview sessions where we're filming all of these interviews and we're rolling for an hour, 30 minutes to an hour at a time. And we might, you know, have six or seven or eight or nine different clips from the day that we're filming these long form interviews on. And during those interviews, I typically have three cameras, uh, a tight camera, 
a, a medium uh, angle camera and a wide angle camera. And my editor will cut between those three cameras in post because there's no B-roll or anything. So these are just interview, Q&A interview sessions that we put online. So I've got three cameras rolling at once. And again, we're filming for, you know, several hours. And then when I come home, if I wanted to, or if my editor wanted to sync all three of those cameras up, you would have to literally drag all the different clips onto your timeline and highlight, you know, the first section of clips and right click, hit sync, and then let Premiere or Resolve or whatever scan the files to look at the waveforms and then it tries to sync by audio. Sometimes it's a dead match. Sometimes it's off by a frame or two. So sometimes it works great. Sometimes it's off a little bit. And then once you've done that once, then you have to do it again for the next set of clips and again for the next set of clips. So if you've got like 10 takes, you've got to do that 10 times. On all three cameras, you got to highlight the, the all three clips from all three cameras ten different times, and right click and hit sync by audio, and then twiddle your thumbs while you're waiting on the software to scan the audio of all three cameras and then sync them all. And it's just a waste of freaking time. And what if you're like doing? What if you're, you know, shooting, you know, thirty clips in a day? and they all need to be synced up. Even if it's just two cameras, you still have to do it 30 times. It's just a pain in the butt, and some people won't even do that. Some people, I know of people that don't use the uh, the software to do that. They'll try to line up. They'll clap their hands and try to line up the, uh, you know, the wave spikes on their waveform. But still, that's tedious work, and if you have to do that 10, 15, 20, 30 times on a shoot, what a freaking waste of time. See, the time code saves you from all of that. So if you use something like Tentacle Sync, for example, where you plug Tentacle Syncs onto all your cameras and then hit sync on your phone, then when you come home, you can drag everything into the Tentacle Syncs studio and hit sync, and instantly, with one click of a button, the whole entire day is synced up. And then you just export that as a XML file and drop it into Premiere. You don't even have to bring your footage and, and on audio into Premiere or Resolve. You can literally just drag the XML file in and it'll automatically import your footage and audio from, from the shoot for you. It automatically input it, input it into the timeline, into a bin for you. So it's all already in a bin and now you have a timeline that's completely synced. So you don't have to do that 10, 20, 30 times in a day. You do it once and you do it so much faster by just dragging it all into the software and hitting sync and exporting a file. I mean, it's that fast. So I can sync, you know, a 10 hour shoot in literally one click of a button and everything's done. It's amazing. That's why you use timecode as a reference for syncing stuff in post because it makes your life so much easier. And yes, you can use, you can clap your hands or use a clapboard or try to match audio by highlighting everything and right clicking and hitting sync by audio and it may or may not work, but you even if it does work, you have to do it a bazillion times and you're waiting on the software to scan the audio, which could take a little while depending on how fast your computer is. Timecode saves you from doing all that. You don't have to do any of that. You just generate the timecode into each of your devices, hit sync in the software, and you're done. It's amazing. It's so incredibly useful and it makes working so much faster. And, and tentacle syncs are not very expensive. They're a few hundred dollars. I think for like 400 bucks, you could buy a set of two, which is not bad. I'm actually gonna look that up on B&H right now because I'm trying to remember exactly how much they cost. But you can buy a set of tentacle syncs. I'm, I'm looking right here, tentacle syncs. You can buy a set of two for $400. I was right, those are the Mark IIs. A set of two. That's awesome. So if you've got two cameras for $400, you can have two time code generators. Um, they come with different color bands. So you can have like put an orange band on one and a blue band on the other. So in your phone, you know which is which. And then you can just hit sync and then your A cam and B cam instantly have the same time code. And it, and it comes with what you need. So like if you need a if you need a cable that goes into your audio port on your mirrorless camera, it comes with that cable for you. Um, and if you need a BNC cable, uh, they sell those and you can buy a BNC cable so you can plug one into the uh, tentacle sync and the other into a BNC port on a camera like the FX9 or FX6 or C300 or whatever. Um, so for 400 bucks, you can pick one of those up. And then if you, you know, if you have an audio recorder and you want a time code generator for that as well, then you can buy an individual tentacle sync for $230 and just get an extra one and put that on your audio recorder. Um, and so you can get one for every device. They're not that expensive. 
And again, it just makes life so much easier. And it's accurate because it's generating the same thing on every camera. So not only is it fast, but it's accurate. And a lot of times, remember, like I said earlier, if you're syncing by audio and post and resolve or premiere, sometimes it's perfect and sometimes it's off a little bit. With tentacle syncs or or deities or any other time code generator out there, you don't have to worry about that. It's gonna be dead on every single time because it's using it's using frames and subframes to match everything. So you don't have to worry about them not being not being correct. It's going to be correct and it's going to match. So that's why you use timecode generator. So again, just to re just to recap, timecode is just a string of numbers. It's just a unit of measurement. Timecode generators create the unit of measurement and make it the same on all of your devices. So all of your devices run the same unit of measurement, counting at the same starting point so that they all have the same start point. That's the whole point of using timecode and timecode generators in your workflow. And software like Tentacle Studio makes syncing and posts really easy. In Resolve now has a ways to actually um, to sync via timecode, even if you have something like a tentacle sync generating timecode into, remember I said if you have a mirrorless camera, you have to generate timecode into the audio port, and then you have to convert that to a string of numbers. Resolve can actually do that natively now. So you can even, if you work in Resolve, you can actually skip the, the, the uh, tentacle studio, studio step and go just dump all your footage in Resolve and do the same thing in Resolve. And it's just so fast, so freaking fast. And then if you have... If you have tentacles, for example, you can actually get an app that has a um, clapboard. It's like a, it's kind of like a clapboard for your phone, and it's got timecode on it. And you can hold that in front of your camera so that you have a, a visible reference of the timecode too, so that you can tell your editor and post like, "Hey, go to uh, the timecode reference for um, 459 and X amount of seconds." and use that shot for this one purpose. And so you have a reference you can give the editor as well, um, which is also very useful. Uh, most of you probably will never need to do that, but it's just cool that you have that option. Um, and that that app I just mentioned by Tentacle, the one that's got the um, the string and that's like a clapboard, it actually syncs up with your time code generators so it's frame accurate, which is really cool. So there's all kinds of neat things that, that Tentacle has going for it. And again, there are other companies out there that are offering time code generators, but Tentacle, in my opinion, by far is the best because they're not just are their devices so small and so easy to use, but their app and their software is so good. It's kind of like small HD monitors. The monitors are fantastic, but beyond the monitors, it's the software that is just amazing. And it's the same thing with Tentacles. Their software is incredible, and that's really why they're the industry standard today. Um, so I highly, highly, highly recommend you buying a couple of these and sticking them on your cameras so you don't have to sync by audio and post anymore. Plus, you'll find that other production houses, if you ever want to freelance for another production company, a lot of production houses want to use timecode for interviews. Or even if it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to film a football game, but we want to have timecode on all of the cameras so that, you know, if they, have a, if they have a touchdown that happens at a certain time marker, all the cameras are synced. They're not having to go through all the footage and try to find that shot of the touchdown on the A cam and the shot of the touchdown on the B cam and the shot of the touchdown on the C cam. You only have to do it once. You know, if you know if you know when it happened, you just find that on one camera. And since all the cameras are synced from the same shoot, you know that you're going to have the same angle on all the cameras. So if you have ten a, if you have ten cameras filming a football game at one time and they're all connected to time code you know, you can, you can get, they're all instantly matched. So if you find the touchdown on one camera, you have it on all 10 cameras. So it's so useful beyond just interviews. It's useful for tons of stuff. I just used time code this past week on the turkey hunts, um, to sync up two cameras. So if I was, if I had my A cam filming turkeys and stuff, but maybe I was, uh, hand holding my B cam and I was getting uh, a shot of someone talking to the camera, both my cameras have tentacles on them. So I can in post match them with the tentacle sync studio and instantly know like, Hey, if I'm filming turkeys and I've got this guy talking, my A cam and my B cam are going to match up instantly. So I, I use them in everything I do from filming fishing content to filming hunting content to filming uh, interviews and commercial content to covering events. I use them for all kinds of stuff. And pretty much the only time I don't use tentacles or don't use time code generators is 
if I'm just shooting like random B-roll or something that doesn't need a frame or reference. But if I'm filming anything that I want a frame or reference or anything that I want to sync up at all, you can bet that I'll have tentacles on my equipment. And the battery life lasts a very long time. And to charge them, it just charges via USB-C. And it comes with USB-C cables in the box. And you can just plug them in and charge them. And it, they charge in like a couple hours and they'll last for several days. It's truly amazing. Now, I want to talk about the difference between timecode, genlock, and word clock. And this is really important because there's a misconception that once you sync cameras and audio via timecode, that it'll be synced for the entire day always. However, that's not always the case, and I want to explain that. Timecode is just a string of numbers. Okay, and if you if you match your cameras and audio recorders up with the same string of numbers, then when you start the cameras and audio recorders, they'll all have the same starting point. However, over a period of time, they can drift. The time code may be identical on the cameras and audio recorder, but they can still drift, and that's what I want to talk about. Have you ever had a watch and you synced it? to the time on your cell phone. Let's just say you looked at your cell phone and it says 410, so you set your watch to 410. But have you ever looked at your watch a month later and now your watch says you know, 516, but your phone says 518? And you're like, well, that's weird. I set them to the same time, but now all of a sudden they're no longer the same time anymore. Or maybe it's the oven and the microwave. Maybe you set your oven to to say, you know, 12 o'clock noon, and you set your microwave to say the same thing, but a month later, one says 1201 and the other still says 12. Why is that? Why is it that they would drift if you set them at the same marker at the same time? Well, the reason is, is that clocks, whether it's your watch, whether it's your phone, whether it's your oven, your stove, the clock in your bedroom, they all run at their own speeds. Yes, a second should be a second, a minute should be a minute, and an hour should be an hour, but the, the reality is, is that every device has a little crystal inside it that makes it tick to time. And different brands and different manufacturers have different crystals or different clock speeds. And so just because you have two watches and you set them to the same time doesn't mean they're going to stay at the same time forever because one might be ticking a fraction of a second faster than the other. And so over a long period of time, they're going to drift because they're not actually ticking at the same speeds. One second is not the same on one watch that it is on another. Now, if you have two watches from the same brand, then there's a good shot that they might be pretty pretty close or might, might even be perfect. But if you have a watch from Rolex and a watch from, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another watch company, <laughs> a watch from Rolex and another watch from Timex, you know, they're they're going to drift a little over time because they're two different brands using two different crystals and they're going to be at two different clock speeds. Same thing goes with your oven and your microwave. That's why over time you'll see time drift on the devices that you own. Well, the same is true on cameras and audio recorders. If you have a Canon camera and a Sony camera and you set them to the same time code, they may start at the same point, but they're probably running at two different clock speeds. One second on the Sony camera might be a fraction of a second faster or slower than on the Canon camera. So if you have two cameras and you put time code on both cameras and you start them at the same time, they'll be accurate at the same time. But over an hour, they might start to drift apart by a frame or two. And after two hours, they might be off by three or four frames. And so that drift that happens is actually pretty common. If you're working with one brand of cameras, like I work with all Sony, all of mine pretty much never drift, even over an hour or two of filming. They're pretty much always at the same clock speed. But two different brands won't necessarily be the case, and the same is with audio recorders. Many of you listening to this podcast may have a mirrorless camera and maybe an audio recorder like a Zoom H5 or something like that, and perhaps you've ran your audio into the Zoom recorder for an interview, and maybe you had an interview that was an hour long and you had an hour long take. And in post, you might sync the audio from your, your, your Zoom H5 to the audio on your mirrorless camera so that you're syncing the two up by audio. And at the beginning of the clip, it might be perfect, 
But then 30, 40 minutes in, you might notice that the audio recording doesn't match the mouth movement on the camera anymore. And the longer the take is, the more that drifts apart, the more that audio no longer is synced with the person's mouth. And you might be thinking, well, why is that? At the beginning, it's perfect, but why at, at you know 30 minutes or 45 minutes in, is, it, is, it, is the mouth no longer moving at the same pace of the audio recording? Well, that's because they drifted because the audio recorder and the camera are not running at the same clock speed, just like two different watches or, or an oven and a microwave. They are running at different clock speeds. And so even though they might start the same, over time, the pace is gonna change because they're running at different clock speeds. So with time code, the misconception is, is that when you have time code connected to your cameras and audio recorders, then you're guaranteed to have a seamless synced audio and video recording the entire day. And that may be true if every day you're doing short takes. Because if it's a short take, if it's a three or four or five minute long take or a 30 second take, it's, the take is not long enough for things to drift apart. But if you're doing a sit-down interview that's an hour long, yeah, you might notice the drift. Even though they might have the same time code, the speed is still different. The time code itself may be the same, but the speed of the audio recording and the speed of the video recording might be different and probably our chances are, are going to be different because most of the time, an audio recorder and a video camera are not going to match. And the same thing again with different brands of cameras. And so if you are starting at the same point, whether you're using time code or not, if you're recording with an audio recorder and a camera over a period of time, chances are it's going to drift. And the longer the recording is, the worse the drift is going to be. The only way to fix that is to either cut your clips and resync multiple times, or you can actually slow the audio recording down or speed it up by a point something of a percent, like 0.1% to hopefully make it tick by a little slower or a little faster so it matches your camera. And it's tedious and it sucks. But unfortunately, if your audio recorder and your camera are doing a long take, that's probably what you're gonna have to do. So you might be asking, well, there's got to be a way to fix that. How can I get the audio recorder and the video camera to run at the same clock speed? Like they're generating the same time code, but they're drifting. How do I fix that? Well, that's where GenLock and WordClock come into play. GenLock is a camera thing. It is on more high-end cameras like the FX9. The Sony FX6 does not have this, for example, but the FX9, which is a higher tier, more expensive camera, does. And what GenLock does is any camera that is connected to a GenLocked camera, that camera will force all the cameras to run at the same clock speed. So if you have two FX9s, you can GenLock the two together and they'll both always have the same clock speed. Now, if you have an FX9 and an FX6, you can't do that because the FX9 has GenLock, but the FX6 cannot do GenLock, so you can't GenLock the two cameras. But if you have two FX9s, you can GenLock them to guarantee that the two cameras will always run at the same clock speed. Now, most of the time, if you're running, again, the same brand of cameras, especially if they're current models, the crystals are probably really similar and you're probably not gonna have an issue. So if you if you have an FX6 and an FX3, for example, you probably won't notice much of a, of a drift. So it's not usually a huge deal. However, if you're in broadcast and you're filming a live, you know, a live event, and you want to guarantee that the two cameras never drift, even if they are the same brand, then you want to go with cameras that have GenLock like an FX9 and have multiple FX9s and GenLock them all together. So they're all guaranteed to run at the same clock speed 24-7 for that live broadcast. So if you're filming the Olympics, you never have to worry about the cameras ever running out of sync ever because they're always GenLocked. Audio recorders don't work on GenLock, they work on WordClock. It's essentially the same exact thing, it's just approached a little differently. And in WordClock, if you have audio recorders that can accept and generate WordClock, then you can force all the audio recorders to be on the exact same um, time, on the, on the exact same clock speed. And so, it does exactly what the GenLock does, it just does it for audio. But unfortunately, kind of like 
the cameras with Genlock, only the highest end audio recorders can do word clock. Very high end audio recorders can. Your, you know, most of your zooms and things like that. Like I run a, a Sound Devices Mix Pre 6.2. It's an incredible recorder. I paid like I don't remember like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for this recorder. It's amazing, and it's an industry standard recorder. But even it doesn't have word clock. You have to step into something even more expensive than that to get word clock. But even if your camera has Genlock and your audio recorder has word clock, it doesn't mean that the two are going to run at the same clock speed. It just word clock just means that audio recorders that have word clock can all run at the same clock speed. And Genlock just means that cameras that all have Genlock can all run at the same clock speed. But how do you get a camera with Genlock and a audio recorder with word clock to run at the same speed together? Well, you have to have a device that can take Genlock and convert it to word clock and then force a word clock recorder and a Genlock camera to run at the same clock speed. And they do have devices out there that can do that. But think about how expensive that is. You're now having to buy a more expensive camera like an FX9 to get Genlock. Then you have to buy a really expensive multi-thousand dollar audio recorder to get word clock. And then you have to buy a device that can convert Genlock to word clock just to get them the, the codes converted so that you can get them to match. And that is the only way you can ever guarantee that an audio recorder that is, you know, that someone is, you know, recording for you or that you have set aside somewhere is going to run at the same clock speed as the video camera. Now there are other things you can do. You can take like I could take my sound devices recorder and I can send all the audio into the recorder and then I can output a mix into the FX6 uh, via like a, a line in and get the FX6 and the audio recorder to be pretty much on the same page but now it's having to take a mix in it to be able to do that. So you get my point. It's, there's, there's, there's a lot of workarounds here. It's a pain in the butt. And to get everything to work remotely, not tethered together, you have to have Genlock and WordClock and a device that can convert the two together. So it's a pain in the butt. And some of you, your heads may be spinning right now because this is some pretty advanced stuff. But in the wor world of broadcast, this is what they have to do in order to guarantee that audio and video are always in the same page. So when you look at a camera like the FX9 and you might be thinking, well, why would I buy an FX9 when an FX6 can do pretty much an FX9 can do? Well, it can't. An FX9 is more expensive for a reason. You know, it has a Super 35 4K option and it has um, a locking E-mount and it has Genlock, and you pay for advanced features like that so that when you're in the broadcast world, for example, you have the ability to Genlock cameras or Genlock cameras with word clock audio recorders. That's the reason why more expensive gear exists because of things like that. And so when you look at a camera like the FX9 and you think, oh, you know, why would anybody pay the extra money for that camera? Well, there's a really good example of why you would. And for a lot of you, that may not matter. You may be doing short interviews and recording all your audio into the camera. And so this may not affect you, but it is something to think about because if you connect an off-the-shelf recorder to an off-the-shelf camera and you're, you know, you're recording audio into the recorder and filming with the camera, chances are over a period of time, they're going to drift. And the only way to prevent that is to do short takes or to cut it up in post and resync over periods of time or buy more expensive cameras or recorders and find a way to gen clock, uh, gen lock and word clock them. Uh, otherwise, you will have drift. So if you've ever used an audio recorder, you've probably ran into that. I personally record most of my audio directly into my FX6 just to avoid that. Because a lot of times during interviews, I am doing 30, 40, 50, 60 minute interviews because I'm wanting to get like if we're asking questions, I don't want to keep starting and stopping. I want I want to keep the flow going. And we might be like, hey, I really like how you say that. So like, say it again this way. Or, or what are your thoughts on this? Or tell me that. Like we roll pretty much the entire time because we might get really good pieces of information that uh, we may not have gotten if we weren't filming. Uh, plus, we don't want to keep interrupting the interview by starting and stopping cameras. The only time I do shorter interviews is if the interview itself is really short. Like, hey, in 60 seconds, tell me something about something. 
or if it's a scripted interview where it's on a teleprompter or they memorized it. But if I'm just sitting down doing a normal everyday interview, I'm going to be rolling the whole time. And so I typically record all my audio into my FX6 directly just to avoid the drift because I don't have a Genlock camera and I don't have a word clock audio recorder and I don't want to have to connect the audio recorder to the camera and tether it or any of that stuff. So it just saves me so much time and effort by recording audio straight into the camera so I can avoid that altogether. However, when I do live streams and things like that, that's where you have to start tethering things together because you can have a drift and you don't want that to happen. So I am unfortunately having to do a mix into the audio recorder and then send output that mix to my um, to my Black Black Magic ATEM so that everything is on the same page. Um, but the, you get the point. Like most of the time, if I'm just filming interviews, I'm I'm going straight in the camera to avoid the drift. So you might be thinking, man, why not use an audio recorder that's got 32-bit float audio and this, that, and the other? Well, it's because of the drift. Plus, it's just easier. If everything's already mixed into the camera directly, I can come home. It's already done, you know? Um, and 24-bit files in, in, the, in these cameras typically sound fine. They sound great. But once you start going to audio recorders, yeah, you may get 32-bit float and all that stuff. But if you're doing a long take, you're going to have to start dealing with drift and post and that sucks. So that's why I, I have my sound devices recorder. It's amazing. I'm using it later today to record a voiceover uh, for a client. It's, a, it's an incredible recorder. I, I use it for live stream work. I use it for capturing NAT sounds with my shotgun mic on a pistol grip. I use it for all kinds of things, but you typically won't find me using it on interviews or anything long form because of that right there. So I wanted to talk about that because there is this misconception that once you have time code on your cameras and audio recorders, everything is synced for, you know, always, but that's not the case. Time code just gets everything to start at the same place and run at the same clock from starting point, but the clock speeds in the cameras and audio recorders are different. There will be a drift over time. Now, once you restart the take, you do a new take, everything will start fresh again from the same point and everything will be great again. But you know, it's only over a period of time during a recording that you'll notice the clock speed drift. The time code may say the same, but the speed of the recording itself is what's drifting apart. So in Fun fact, in, in like Los Angeles, when, where they're filming like really big budget movies, for example, you can actually um, find that most cameras there don't need gen clock or word clock because if you think about it, movies aren't long takes. Movies are shorter takes. You know, you, you might have a several minute long take, but you're not going to have like a 20 or 30 minute long take, right? It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. So unless it's like, you know, the Revenant, which had like this extremely long one take scene at the beginning, or there's a war movie, I can't remember the name of it, that's like a really long one take or two taker. Um, but unless you're doing something extreme like that, like most movies are short takes. So in, in, on a Hollywood set, they can run time code generators like Tentacle Sinks and be fine because everything is, is, is just short takes and, and you know everything will sync up via time code and you'll be good to go and you don't have to worry about time code drift. It's only more when you're doing broadcast work like live television, um, football games, things like that where you're doing really long recordings where the, the drifting could be an issue or interviews um, where it can be an issue. Like if you're filming 60 minutes, a Genlock camera and a word clock audio recorder actually might be beneficial for you because you're doing a long form recording and you need to be able to have, you know, a guarantee that your camera and your audio recorder are on the same page. And you're probably going to have a sound guy there who's going to want to use an audio recorder. Um, so you're going to need an audio recorder that can be on word clock and a camera that can be on Genlock and a device to connect the two so they don't drift. Um, and so like that's an example uh, beyond just live television um, where you might see that being beneficial. But it's just something that you should know because if you have, if you have an audio recorder and you have a camera or if you have two different brands of cameras, they're probably going to drift on you over a period of time. So that's just another reason to shoot with the same brand of camera. And that's just another reason to record your audio in camera for anything that's really long form. 
Um, so I hope that makes some sense for you guys. But time code is just very beneficial, though. And, and, and to bring you back to time code, because all this goes together, time code, time code, gen lock, and word clock all go hand in hand. And if you Google one of those things, you'll see the other two being referenced. So that's why I wanted to talk about them all today. Um, but time code, again, is just a string of numbers and a unit of measuring them. And time code generators allow you to generate the time code so that you can set um, set all the cameras and recorders to have the same uh, generation of time code so everything can have a similar reference starting point and post, uh, making matching and post or referencing a shot way easier. And it's just phenomenal. I love being able to go on a two or three day shoot and come home and hit one button and all my cameras are on the same page and are all synced together. How amazing is that? And for a few hundred bucks, you can pull that off. It's amazing. I've got tentacle syncs coming out my ears. I highly recommend them. You can even get tentacle sync trackies, which are 32-bit float audio recorders that run off a time code. And so you can, I used a couple of those this weekend on my turkey hunts where I mic'd up a hunter and I mic'd up a guide with these tentacle sync pocket recorders. And I just hit record at the beginning of the day and it recorded all day long on these little pocket recorders recording at 32-bit float audio generating time code. And I had time code going into my A1 with a tentacle sync. And so in post, I hit one button and all of my A1 footage for the day is instantly synced with these two little pocket tentacle sync track e recorders. So the tentacle sync doesn't even just have time code generators. They even have pocket recorders that record 32-bit float audio and run off a time code in the same time code app. So you can even have these little recorders and match them via time code as well. Um, and you could even hook those recorders up to a boom mic if you wanted and have a you know a wireless boom mic that's running off of time code. Now the downside of these is you can't really monitor the audio um, on them, so it's not something I would use for commercial work. But for something like what I just did this past weekend where I'm micing up a hunter and a guide and I'm just throwing a mic on them and hoping to get some good audio of them talking about what's happening, it was perfect. I just mic'd them up with a couple of tentacle sync trackies, hit record, I've got 10 hours of audio for the day and it all syncs up with my footage with a click of a button. So time code is amazing. I highly recommend that you learn how to incorporate time code into your workflow using time code generators. It'll make syncing your audio and video and post and your multiple cameras and post way, 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 way easier. Plus, as mentioned earlier, if you want to work for other production houses on a freelance basis, there's a good chance they're going to want to use time code for their projects. And if you have knowledge on how to set that up, uh, it'll just make you more valuable and more hireable down the road because you'd be like, yeah, I know how to use time code or hey, I've got some tentacle syncs. We can use time code. Boom, done. You're now more hireable because you know how to do something that you didn't know how to do before and that a lot of other people may not have taken the time to learn how to do. But it's very easy, guys. You just buy them, plug them in, hit sync on your phone, done. Couldn't be easier. I highly recommend learning to use time code in your workflow uh, and time code generators. And I highly, highly, highly recommend using tentacle syncs. It'll save you tons of time and syncing cameras and audio and editing. Um, and then again, if you're doing any sort of long form recording, just keep in mind that your audio recorder may drift. Um, so you may want to run audio into your camera or find a way to tether to the two together to try to prevent that from happening. But hopefully that'll explain why you might see that drift happening. So that's time code and gen lock and word clock. I hope that makes sense. This is a complicated subject or topic if you've never um, done anything with it before. So I understand if some of this went above your head and if it did, ask the questions that you need to get answered on the Filming with Josh Facebook group. Again, go to Filming with Josh, ask to join the group today. And if you want to ask more about time code, word clock, gen lock, time code generators, tentacles, or anything like that, go to the Filming Josh Facebook group and ask your question there. And me and anybody else in part that's in the group that knows about these topics would love to answer those questions for you. So again, Filming with Josh on Facebook, guys. If you like this podcast, please uh, rate it so that I know that you like it. If you don't like it, let me know why you don't like it. Um, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I appreciate you appreciate you guys, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Take care. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today. Mm-hmm.